Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. The Sick Research Institute is dedicating 2019 to commemorate the 550th Prakash Parib of Gunaraksa. Today we have Inderpeet Singh and Prithpal Singh, member of board of directors at Sikri. Both are also Siddhak facilitators as well. So guys, since you guys have been um, teaching at Siddhak for a while now, you guys have been sharing uh, Gunaraksa Sahib's teachings for a while as well. So while when, when, we're, when we're sharing teachings and plus when we're teaching it to other people, and younger people, we always pick up on certain things. So today we're just going to be talking about Gunaransa and what the impact that he has had on us. So, plus we're celebrating um, the 550th Prakash Purb. Um, do you guys have anything to share? Vaiguruji ka khalsa, Vaiguruji ki fateh. Brett Singh from Dallas. Um, um, first of all. Um, there, when we think about Guru Nanak Bhatshah's life, um, there's some personal reflections and there's some messages from his life, his uh, achievements and the legacies left us with. Uh, on a personal level, what I learned from him is how to really operate in my life, how to deal with uh, the different personal and public and private relationships uh, how do I find meaning in what I do in everyday life uh, in my personal level as well as my uh, community level involvement how to build institutions how to lead organizations and how to give direction in my life as well as uh, uh, collaborate with uh, other individuals uh, to give a community wide response to for betterment of uh, society Perfect. Um, Interpreted buddy, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, sure. Why would you call Sa? Why would you give Singh from the Boston area? So, Imroz, I think you're right. Yeah, we have been Pritpal and I both have been facilitators at Siddhuk. Um <clears throat> And for me, it's been a long time facilitating at Siddhuk, and I focus primarily on Guru Nanak's Bani Asakiwar. And I can tell you. Every year that I somehow delve in Asakivar and help and share and facilitate it, every year is new for me on the, the kind of breadth and depth of what Guru Nanak Sahib, you know, has, has shared with us through all of his Bani, but Asakivar especially as well. Um, you know, we are going to be celebrating the 550th Prakash Parab of Guru Nanak. And for me, any Sikh celebration whether it's on an anniversary or even our annual Vasakhi, Hola Malla, Guru Nanak's Gurpura, is a point in time. It's when every one of us gets together and, and collects to commemorate or, or remember uh, that particular guru, that particular historic episode. But my view is that it should be a 24 by 7, 365 days a year celebration, really. And yes, because it's a point in time, a big deal should be made of it, but the impact of that must be uh, um, 
it has to be impactful as possible so for our coming generations and also for the reminiscing of of people from uh, you know earlier mm-hmm. generations as well so it's not just a like a one time thing it should be a continuous that's my view yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, and i a continuous thing is what i kind of relate to the sharing of asakiwa that i do at sidak every year mm-hmm. um, it, it, because i can do that once and then not come back after 10 years but the the joy and the learning that i get in engaging with it every year you know constantly is uh, i think we we want to bring that up to the higher level at the community and pantik level that every year every day we should be engaging with guru nanak's bani mm-hmm. yeah um so the um thank you for sharing that information guys that was really helpful uh what we're going to get into is that what are some of the things that actually affected you guys like what are some of the things that you guys really picked on um that like are still embedded in your head like okay this is what going on as up did and this is just this is really affecting my day to day life now or it affected certain aspects of your life yeah. so critical body so in order to understand uh guru nanak when he came into this world we really have to use some of uh uh some uh, historical references and to me uh, by gurdas uh, is important because he tells us the the environment what was it like uh, there was political turmoil there was definitely access issues when it comes to spirituality uh, there was plenty of uh, gender issues sexism classism casteism you name it there were all sort of schisms and uh, when i think about that i think 550 years later we have made advancement in technology um we have made advancement in medicine and various other sciences and physics and math but when it comes to basic human behavior or social etiquettes we we have not much to show for I think we've gotten sophisticated in our vocabulary and our verbiage but our attitude uh, and our behavior is still very immature. Uh, so there's a the now the flip side would be uh, there's a lot of opportunity to growth uh, if we invite shabad into our life if we invite guru nanak's teachings in our life. So some of the examples that have affected me on a personal level would be just how he operated in life i mean his he was driven by love mm-hmm. and you see this in his relationships uh his best friend was pai mardana uh who who was actually older than him much older than him he was a muslim different religion but what they connected over was music and they connected over pai mardana had this beautiful uh you know talent of playing the rabab Uh, which really captures uh, uh, the the spirit of Punjab and they connected over that and he traveled with him uh, for so many years and went so many other places so the 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 message for me is you that i make my relationship my friendship based on my value system perhaps a hobby that's very important to me uh, not necessarily on how you what box you fit that person in especially this day and age we live in Islamophobia a lot of people classify six as terrorists 
there's all sort of image issues but to me the value system is very important another example would be how he dealt with his sister mm-hmm. Guru Nanak really she is five years older than him and when the Jano ceremony is there he says no because he says if it's for older people how come she's not going through it and then then obviously he's told that oh she's a girl mm. so right there and then he refuses and says well then I don't accept this because by not allowing her you're basically uh, saying no to 50% of the population so that has very political implications that has very not just personal implication to me he went beyond uh, what the what the social norms of the times were mm-hmm. he his love for his sister he went to live with that sister's house uh, in Sultan Perlodi after her marriage where people didn't even drink water from from uh, uh, at the time because they considered that was a wrong thing mm-hmm. because again that shows the the sexist attitude of the times and so for me the message here is you base your relationship whether it's friendship whether it's your sister mom whoever out of love and you operate out of love and you don't give much uh, substance to uh, much time to what the popular thing is you do the right thing mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, so I would actually like to add to that because what I you picked up from dealt with those situations at that point you picked up a different meaning from what I was what, what I was picking up so what I picked up was it's, it's okay to question things mm-hmm. and I think one of the main things that Gunnarnasab taught us is it's perfectly okay to question things mm-hmm. if you have um, if you're so immersed in in Nam and you are already set in your ways it's perfectly okay to question things and what you get out of it is you know this is how you deal with this because you've questioned it and then what ends up happening is it leads to a discussion it leads the other person to think about it too and I think that's like a really beautiful way that Gunnarnasap like established us I think that's a really good take key takeaway that we can start implementing in our life too yeah and yeah. what happens is if you if you it's not just okay it's that's how you learn Yes. And if for the parents out there, if your child questions something, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And this is where we have to utilize our, our, our wisdom mm-hmm. is to grasp that opportunity and don't let go because your child is already engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of you know, saying, don't ask questions. Yeah. This is just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you cannot answer, you figure something out then how you can answer it. True. And Guru Nanak, <coughs> from what I recall, and this is a beautiful way that I, I, I read about, Guru Nanak would actually force a conversation to occur mm-hmm. by doing interesting actions. I mean, even if you take the simple sakhi about, you know, there are the um, priests who are throwing water towards the sun to their ancestors, mm-hmm. he doesn't question them, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? He just, mm-hmm. in a, such a humorous, very interesting yet powerful way, Quietly goes in. Just imagine that mahal, that that mm-hmm. scenario, yeah. and he just starts quietly throwing water the other way. Mm-hmm. It, it his actions, and maybe he's doing it on purpose. You know, a lot of us like to take panga. Guru Nanak was yeah. thinking, but for the purpose of teaching, for the mm-hmm. purpose of having dialogue and discussion. So that style of Guru Nanak, through all the sakis that I've heard and that I share now mm-hmm. at Siddur, is really impacted. 
that you're absolutely right. Questioning is not a taboo mm -hmm. in Sikhi. And you know, I think that message, it, that simple message gets ingrained in us in the 550th anniversary. I think we're making a good step forward. Yeah. Um, but I do want to continue on with what Pritpala was saying of the kind of things. I'll take it from a different angle. It, yes. is, it is about Pai Mardana and Bebe Nanki. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've always, not because just I think, but also some scholars have, have tried to figure out, Guru Nanak traveled so extensively. How was it that he was able to communicate with the people mm. of all of the different, you know, of the different distances that he yeah. traveled. So, he, um, sorry to cut you off, but we're, we're talking from Punjab region to Pakistan, uh, Baghdad, Iran and everything. So we're switching languages from um, Sanskrit, Hindi to Urdu to Punjabi, Ar Persian, Persian, Arabic. Arabic yes. you know, now you're coming to South India yes. as well. He goes all mm. the way down to Sri Lanka. Yeah, so we're talking Kannad um, and Tamil, Tamil as well. Too. Well, okay. guess what? Then he goes to uh, what's current day Bangladesh, Dhaka. Yeah. You know, there's presence of Guru Nanak over mm. there and in the north up in Tibet, so yes. in the Chinese region yeah. as well. So can you imagine someone there was no Google Translate back then, yes, <laughs> right? But he was still communicating. He was mm -hmm. still having dialogues. And the key that hit me a few years ago is there was one language that the whole world knows, and that is of music. Yeah. So it was the music capability. Now, mm -hmm. I also personally believe that Guru Nanak was capable of all languages. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this Sarab Kala Samrat idea is what I personally believe of Guru Nanak as well. But the fascination with language is something that I keep with me. Obviously, mm -hmm. I try to speak other languages. I've traveled in Europe. I know Japanese a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so the idea of language and able to communicate to people is something of Guru Nanak. I, I take that inspiration from Guru mm -hmm. Nanak and, and, and music as yeah. well. Uh, another aspect of Guru Nanak that sticks with me always, and it has hit me recently because of uh, sharing sakis and reading with my kids, with my two girls, is the, one of the questions comes up is why are there not more sakis about Guru Nanak and his sister, Baby Nanki? There are actually plenty, um, but the way in which uh, we can engage our you know, uh, girl generation, the women generation, with the the impact that women had in the life of Guru Nanak and Guru Nanak had in the life of women of his time, uh, the girls of his time, is another wish or desire I have as a commemoration of the 550th, more of that type, the aesthetics of Guru Nanak's relationship with, you know, his wife, his sister, his uh, mother, his mother-in-law, and all of the other women that he encountered. Mm -hmm. Because in addition to, well, the Bani is available to us. It's in a feminine voice in, in a lot of uh, cases. And uh, we really are able to engage at that level. But also, as many of us say, you know, the her story of Guru Nanak is I think something that um, I have has impacted me and and constantly trying to um, you know get out those gems of episodes of Guru Nanak's life with especially with his sister mm -hmm. uh, and the intense love loving relationship that they had 
which is a model for a lot of siblings, um, is, is another aspect. So the language and music, mm -hmm. as well as the, as Mr. Paul has already covered, the relationships and intensity of relationships or human relationships that Guru Nanak showed us through, mm -hmm. through his life is, is uh, another impact on, on me and I hope will be on, on the rest of the community as well. One thing I want to add on to what Andrew was saying is um, my hope, our hope, and, and I'm sure a lot of course our sister's hope is that really hope that somebody will take on, uh, really motivated to take on this sort of task. Uh, what Indrapreet was saying is, is doing more research and trying to find, give more voice to the course perspective of Guru Nanak. Uh, for example, he, um, you know, he was away more than 20 years from his house. Mm -hmm. we, we know he has a wife, he yeah. had two kids. That's a long time to be away from home. Mm -hmm. How did, how did Guru Nanak and Mata, Mata Sulakhniji, how did they, what sort of grist even did they have? I would be very interested in that. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, another thing I would be very interested, uh, this is just the intuition talking now, that he was gone for so long. I mean, somebody had to hold down the fort. It's by default is Mata Sulakhni. For more than 20 years, she was in charge. So she, I'm pretty sure she took care of the business the home front. Mm -hmm. And we do know Guru Nanak's father, Mata Kaluji, was number two in command in the town. So he was fairly well off. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of research to be done. I'm hoping somebody takes this on and explores these ideas. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to language, you can see the the illustration of the language in Guru Nanak's Bani, mm -hmm. where it is in Farsi, it is in Arabic, it is in Sanskrit. It's in Braj Pasha, Sadhu Pasha. So it, it, he integrated all those languages where he went and he gave us the gift mm -hmm. uh, of Gurbani. Yeah. So we, we talked about, um, about sharing things, um, the experiences that we've actually had with Gurnarak Sahib, um, from his stories, from his travels. One of the key points was uh, finding out that from his travels, since he traveled from he covered regions, like not in regions, he covered countries and countries. And he was able to communicate the message through all these different languages, as Nepali said, through music. Um, now we're gonna look at things from Pantak level. Uh, when we say Pantak, as we're like talking about the, the entire Pant, like the Khalsa Pant. So how was, um, how did Gunnarik um transcend his message to the Khalsa Pant? I would say, um, I would pick two things. One, we are really so focused this day and age, especially I would say in the Western world, in career ambitions. And it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing that we're driven. But when you train, individual successes are to be commended. But when you have successes through collaborative methods, for uh, for on a group level, their their actually a, a magnitude, their impact is a much higher level. So that is something we desperately need this day and age. So one example would be everybody knows the Saki of Sachasoda. Uh, he was given directed by his father to basically make more money, 
And Guru Nanak chose to spend that money in conducting the true business, mm -hmm. which was to feeding the hungry. So, yes, we have uh, taken that example and opened up soup kitchens and uh, feeding the homeless. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But I think we need to go beyond that. Mm -hmm. I think we need to set up uh, some mechanisms of not just feeding the hungry, but empowering them to do something constructive in their life. Mm -hmm. We need to go beyond that model yeah. of go on a Saturday morning mm -hmm. uh, uh, and to feed the homeless. It's a good thing. I don't want to minimize that, mm -hmm. but I think we need to transcend that. Balance. And, and same for, um, uh, uh, for example, for langar. Mm -hmm. Usually we have langar in Gurdwara. No, not usually, all the time we have done in Gurdwara. And, but we're already feeding the people who are already well-fed up. Already well-fed. They don't need to be fed. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if they cannot come to us, we should go seek those individuals who need assistance mm -hmm. and empower them. And if we can do that on a mass level, on a group level, uh, community level, we will not just feed the people who are hungry, we will empower them to do something constructed in their lives and help them identify actually what their talent is, what their, uh, what their virtues they have so they can optimize them and, and have the multiplying effect. Yes. That's what I would do. Yeah, so, so we're, we're going beyond just giving them edible sustenance. We're going beyond, we're, we're going to the level where we actually just empower them so they can actually sustain themselves for the, for the longer haul. Yes, yeah. and actually not just themselves, they can open up other mechanism mm -hmm. uh, of having a multiplying effect on other, other po uh, populations as yes. well. Yeah. That would be my first point. My second mm -hmm. point, and I'll turn over to Enderpreet, would be, uh, Guru Nanak Sahib actually teaches us uh, how to have a dialogue with establishment, mm. with, with the leaders of the community, whether it be political leaders, whether it be uh, spiritual leaders. And this day and age, we live in a very well-connected world. Um, we are not so isolated as we once were because of technology, various communication measures. So. Uh, I'll pick one example, is Guru Nanak witnessed a genocide in his lifetime at Sadpur uh, when Babur attacked and he actually uh, documents that in one of his Shabads where he talks about the, it's very graphic, he talks about the assault he's seeing on women and it just amazes me the, the level of insensitivity he displays. And those of you who want to look that up, the Shabad is Satsuki Bani Nanak Ake Satsa Sonayasi Satsuki Bela. And the translation, English translation does not do justice. You'll have to come to Siddhak for that and we can go over it. Yes. <laughs> come to Siddhak 2019, 2020. We will help you with the translation. <laughs> we will we'll help you and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, not only help you with the translation, we'll see. Uh, what is the message and what can you can do about it yes. and what would Gurnanak do? Where and, we actually go beyond just the food. Yes. yes. <laughs> so so the, the idea there is what Guru Nanak does, then he, he didn't have a Twitter. So he couldn't quite exactly mm -hmm. tweet. 
uh, you know, let's do a, let's do this, let's get her this. I, but no, but he did have a friend, Mardana. He took him. He protested. He was thrown in jail for it. And when he confronts Babar, Babar gets it, mm-hmm. and he yeah. understands the greatness of Guru Nanak at that point, mm-hmm. and he actually lets Guru Nanak go. Mm-hmm. Because Babur considers Guru Nanak more dangerous in the prison yes. uh, than uh, outside. Mm-hmm. Because in the prison you have the very clever minds and Guru Nanak obviously his greatness was to transform an average individual into angel-like properties mm-hmm. and give him divine-like properties. Yeah. Again, um, so, uh, so the lesson for us, another lesson for us is we don't hear of any other genocides during Babur's mm-hmm. time after that one. Yeah. So that is the level of dialogue, mm-hmm. not just on a personal level, but the impact is that he teaches us how to how to figure solutions out on mass level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Before Inderpeet Padi start, I just wanted to add because you mentioned Babur in this, and Gunaran Sahib actually talked in in a lot of detail explaining what he saw and everything, and. Um, and when Babur actually met Gunnarak Sap, he let himself let Nanak Sap go because, as you as you put it, that he actually felt that he was very dangerous by just being in the prison. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a person who came all the way from Iran, like he's a Turk who comes mm-hmm. and um, on the path to to India. You know, he's absolutely just destroying everything in his past. He's killing people back and forth. So for him, killing is not killing. Killing is killing comes easy. Yeah. And he's talking to Gunnar Sab and he's like, okay, you know what? I just need to let him go. Yeah. And that's just a level of like, you know, like the, the um, talking to the authority, yeah. you know, that we were talking here. Like, yeah. There was a strong message. The message really is this day and age, if you want to really extrapolate that to present days, mm-hmm. there's still genocides going on. Of course. There, there, uh, there may not be so much in your face, mm-hmm. but there's still economic, you know, uh, uh, disparity. Yeah. How to deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, equality may not be enough. How do you come with equity? Yes. So that's really the message mm-hmm. to us okay. on a community level, what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah, so the, qu- <coughs> the question was about in this coming anniversary at a Panthic level, what what are the uh, areas that we should be covering? And I, I, I do also have a comment about the Langer, but um, many of your listeners may know, or maybe not, the younger ones probably not, but in the 90s there was a slogan, you know, if you're a member of American Express, it says membership has its privileges. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Kalsapanth world, membership does have its privileges. There is some kind of, uh, you know, celebration of those that are committed to the Guru through the uh, ceremony of Kandiki Paul. But membership has its responsibilities as well. So Guru Nanak was the uh, foundation setter of the level of responsibilities that his community will have for themselves, as, but more, uh, more aptly uh, for Sarbaddapala, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's where the Langar idea comes in. Uh, I have, and I, let, let's take it from the global Pantic level to maybe North American Missile or American Missile. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think we should start having this dialogue on, because by the way, in the Sikh diaspora context, there is no uh, shortage of funds. We yeah. do have the funds. We have mm-hmm. plenty of 
this one available and capable. A lot of philanthropists are emerging within our, our, our Pantic communities in the diaspora. Um, the first inkling of this Langer idea is, as far as I know, from an organizational perspective, is like the Seva Food Bank in mm -hmm. Toronto. But I, and there's some emerging within America as well. But a large majority of Sangats in America, at least my, from my experience, they would go to the St. Paul's soup kitchen or St. Francis house mm -hmm. to be involved in the seva and serving, right? But the infrastructure and institutions, there is no Guru Nanak soup kitchen mm -hmm. that I know of. You know, buildings, multi-million dollar buildings mm -hmm. in which homeless are being cared for and fed. There are large gurdwaras. There may be, you know, 1% of gurdwaras that are accessible to homeless mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're in middle class, upper class suburbia is where yeah. all of the beautiful gurdwaras are. Mm -hmm. So, really, if it cannot be done with our gurdwaras infrastructure, the uh, 550th anniversary millennium project that the six must embark upon is the creation of in major urban centers Guru Nanak Langer Halls. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't have to be a Gurdwara, but it is the actual taking the message of Satcha Soda mm -hmm. and transforming it to what would be applicable in yes. the modern context. Um, the city of Surrey uh, is actually a good example for that. Um, one of our main hospitals in Surrey is actually named after Guru Nanak Soda. Mm -hmm. And there is um, um, what we call it a soup kitchen that actually um, gives out free food and everything. They go downtown to homeless people. But you're right; like we need to establish more of those. Take take the take the teachings of Gunaranth Sab, implement them, and let's get this ball rolling. Put put our um, uh, money where our mouth is, <laughs> right? Exactly. And this requires money yes. uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Another completely different angle, I think, which uh, would be a great panthic revival that's mm -hmm. needed at this time is the propagation of education and patronage to the fine arts. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of come back to the language, you know, there's study required to, yes. to be uh, knowledgeable about, mm -hmm. you know, whether, by the way, it can be STEM, STEM based, yeah. uh, it can be, fi uh, you know, the humanities based, but um, there are many scholarship funds that, mm -hmm. that I think are available, but at the, at the grand level, um, I don't think Panthic organizations or our mindset is focused on that as much. Again, I'm talking about my small, mm -hmm. you know, microcosm of the world in North America. Lots of programs happening back in, in, in the homeland, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, there are other issues of corruption and, and whatnot, but yeah. um, over here, I think the uh, revival of Gurbani Kirtan, Gurmat Sangeet. Uh, has happened over the last decade. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember, and this coming back to my own personal experience, I one year after the 500th anniversary of Guru Nanak is when I was born. So I did not experience or see it, but I still do have pieces of the commem uh, you know result of the commemoration of 1969. Mm -hmm. 1969 was the 500th anniversary of Guru Nanak's birth. It was called the fifth centenarian. Mm -hmm. Um, in uh, a boarding, I went to boarding school in, in, in northern India 
and in the city of the town of Masuri, there is still today Guru Nanak Fifth Centenarian Public School. Mm -hmm. um, that was established for that purpose by an individual philanthropist, not some big organization mm -hmm. in those years. And so we're talking 1969, this is in, in 50, northern India where... 50 years ago. Yeah, 50, 50 years ago in Masuri, where is, there is not a big population of six. Correct. Yes. There was a boarding school that was established. And as far as I know, there is not one single sick day-to-day -day school in mm -hmm. USA. They're definitely in Canada, all the mm -hmm. council schools, but that has still not been a dream of many people who have spoke, not just me. Mm -hmm. about it over the decades hasn't been established. So education of some form, again, non-discriminatory. It doesn't have to be a school for six. Mm -hmm. It's a school which propagates modern technological education plus the vision, the, the broad vision of Guru Nanak. Yes. Um, the other thing that I remember from 1969 is up in my attic somewhere, I have an old LP that my dad used to collect LPs. On the 500th anniversary of Guru Nanak's coming was a commemorative Gurbani Kirtan Gurmat Sangeet collection. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's been a revival, like I said, in the past 10 years. Lots of people are picking up the Dilruba and the Taus, but getting the, you know, the gems of the Panth who still have that treasure of, of the traditional Gurbani Sangeet recording it for posterity as a commemorator of Guru Nanak's Bani um, could be something, another project that mm -hmm. could be embarked upon by, by some. But that is just one step in what I call the patronage of the fine arts. Yeah. There's art of many different kinds. Mm -hmm. There's martial art, there's the musical arts, there's the painting art, there's other modern day multimedia art uh, mm -hmm. that, that we could uh, also embark upon. Yeah. But because those are inspirations that Guru Nanak has left for, you know, starting in Kartarpur all the way up to Guru Gobind Singh Ji in 1699. Mm -hmm. That's where the responsibility, the growth of responsibility kept going. Mm -hmm. When the Khalsa was established, the gift of responsibility to propagate this message yeah. was what the value of 1699 really mm -hmm. was, not yeah. just the privilege of being, you know, members of the Khalsa, mm -hmm. but the responsibility to take forward beyond um, just just keeping our Panjkakars and doing our Panjbaniya. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's I I see no distinction that it was Guru Gobind Singh Ji's gift to us. It was Guru Nanak Gobind's mm -hmm. gift to us. Yeah. So the, that's the mindset. If we take that mindset mm -hmm. of our responsibility as the Khalsa Pant, which was the original question. Mm -hmm. Guru Nanak's ideas uh, needs to be propagated. Yes. Um, so we shared things from a personal perspective. We shared things about how we can get more involved in Pantek level, how Guru Nanak Sahib tells us to get involved in Pantek level. Um, and now we're going to talk about how we can um, add his teachings into institutional level. By the, when I say institutional, we're talking um, if, you're, if you're running like an organization or something, if you're running a school um, or something, how we can implement those teachings at masses? Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of interest now um, in people about what sort of legacy they want to leave behind. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, the legacies people classically think of is um, their children 
their children's children, uh, that the transfer the transfer of wealth that comes with that land property. Um, if we think step outside a little bit outside the box, then we think about perhaps leaving big buildings. So the question for really us is, as a on a community level, do we want to leave what legacy we want to leave behind? Do we want to leave behind big gurdwaras? Uh, uh, or do we want to leave something more bigger legacy? So, in order to really answer that on a personal level and on a on a on thick level and transform into institutes, we really have to look at what Guru Nanak did. I, you know, Guru Nanak, he chose his successor based on merit. He could have very easily given it to one of his sons, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He, because he thought Bailana was the best person. So if we just learned that much from Guru Nanak, we would be better equipped to make decisions about everyday life, especially when it comes to leaving legacies. So typically, in households, wealth transfer goes from one generation to another. Mm-hmm. But if you include Guru Nanak's teaching, if you integrate that into your life, then you will actually think about what you can do with that wealth. Because you don't know after you leave how your son or daughter is going to spend that. And the beauty is Guru Nanak while he's alive, he makes that decision, so there is no issue after his death. And even and those who interfaced, interfaced with Guru Nanak, they integrated, they learned that from him. I mean, let's just look at Rai Bular, the second person after Bebe Nanki, you, one would think, is one who realized the greatness of Guru Nanak. Raibalar is in his 60s, an old man. Guru Nanak is 14 when Raibalar dies and he leaves half of his wealth, his property, his land to Guru Nanak. Why? Because he saw the greatness of Guru Nanak. He knew Guru Nanak would build institutes. He knew Guru Nanak is not just going to um, have a good time with his wealth. He's going to actually put it to right use. He, he saw the Satcha Sada, the true business, how Guru Nanak operated. So the message for us is very clear, mm-hmm. is if Guru Nanak is really important to us, not just to have a one-time event, what Indrapeet was alluding to earlier, mm-hmm. uh, to have one celebration, but if you want to have a lasting uh, impact and really to build institutions where which can propagate his teachings, which impact our personal lives, our public lives, every aspect of your life. We should be taking out time and our resources to fund those institutions. That's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Because we operate in a very sort of protected mode how to make if you have 10 bucks how to make 20 if you have 20 how to make 40. but what guru nanak showed us is there's more to life than personal ambitions there's more to life than your personal successes 
And it's okay if you want to, if you're very ambitious in your profession, that's fine. The idea is there is a higher level of uh, success. There's more to life than personal successes. And Guru Nanak shows us that if if you want to be, if you, if you are aspiring to be a Sikh of Guru Nanak, mm-hmm. then you need to align your priorities and resources with what his teachings are. And his teachings are very basic, mm-hmm. which is empowerment of an individual economically, spiritually, politically, mm-hmm. and free access for all. And there's zero tolerance for discrimination, mm-hmm. and there's open access for all. And so I would say, as institute, on a personal level, we should align our resources with those institutions which propagate the message of Guru Nanak and make it accessible as teachings to anybody who's interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're going to turn to Interbeat Body. And um, in this Interbeat Body, what do you have to say about institutional level? Yeah, um, I think Prithpal covered a very, very key aspect. Um, Another angle uh, to this based on the inspiration of Guru Nanak is for me, um, I sometimes look at the impact that Guru Nanak had on all of South Asia at that time. And the word that comes to mind is diversity. Mm -hmm. Diversity of, and and then the Gurus following worked on that diversity. So what in our modern day language, we would say gender equity or diversity, which a lot of corporations are actually focusing on and putting in. I think uh, the leadership, as well as the composition of Sikh institutions Mm -hmm. need to continue to propagate this gender equity and this diversity um, idea. So can you imagine, we're talking about like 1940s, India, the president of the All India Sikh Student Association in India happens to be a non-visible or, or you know, externally non-visible Sikh, which we could sometimes call Sajdari, mm-hmm. right? Imagine a Gurdwara today or uh, a Sikh institution today having leadership like that. It's very difficult to swallow based on the kind of artificial boundaries that we put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many organizations including Sikh Research Institute, including others, that have uh, women in leadership positions. Um, but there are few, few and far, uh, that, that uh, still needs to work on and, and be developed. But another aspect, again, relating it to Guru Nanak's impact in the south of India and in others, there are many, many uh, individuals and communities that identify with being Sikh or being uh, Guru Nanak Sikhs or even Guru Gobind Singh Ji Sikhs but may not be what we all call what, what our vision or our, our image of what you know a, a Sikh should be. So um, our Gurdwara leaderships uh, beyond that but our institutional leaderships need to have the flavor and the fragrance of diversity that was you know kind of a norm Till recently, maybe a hundred years ago, right? Lots of issues, Singh Sabha movement time frame. There was this this usurping of Sikh, uh, you know, uh, play, uh, Sikh gurdwaras with the Mahants, etc. But but still, beyond that, 
the diversity fragrance continued. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, in this zeal to be quote-unquote unified and have ikta, um, a certain image of what that leadership, what that composition of the organization should be has uh, kind of get, gotten diluted. So I, I would say in addition to leaving the legacy, making sure it's merit-based, mm -hmm. to ensuring uh, the composition of organizations and the leadership of organizations to be what is representative of what the Pant has, has grown to, um, it should be another uh, point to keep in mind mm -hmm. as we walk into the 550th anniversary of Guru Nanak's, you know, revolution. Okay. Um, thank you for that, Interpreet Paji. So, uh, we covered things from personal level, Pantak level, and institutional level. We, we talked about how um, Guru Nanak Sahib traveled all over the, pretty much Asia, and he communicated with people of different different origin and different languages and you know it always just kind of came down to like music became like the universal language uh Prithpal Paji touched on talking to the authority like how we can take the learnings from Gunnar Sahib's living and teachings and how we can actually talk to the authority properly and uh and and Prithpal Paji also you also touched on legacy like we we need to go beyond just building big gurdwaras um, leaving legacy, but also looking at things from the merit level, not just like hand it down, but also look at like how we can hand it down properly. Um, and in the body recently just touched on diversity. So we need to look at these things, um, kind of start implementing into a day-to-day -day life and not just pay attention to this on a certain anniversary days, like you start said in the beginning, um, but also just do it every day. Every day should be a celebration of, you know, Guru Nanak Sahib. Exactly. Um, so, um, this is just us concluding the podcast. Um, any final words? Um, my final word would be, there are a lot of messages from Guru mm -hmm. Nanak's life. There, uh, and the message will speak to anyone who's interested in hearing Guru Nanak. I would just say, just pick one thing. Mm -hmm. Pick one thing that's near and dear to you that you find interesting, that has meaning to you, but apply into your life, into your everyday life. Whether it's the seva aspect, whether it's the honest living aspect, whether it's the political activism aspect, whether it's the economical empowerment aspect, whether it's gender issues, whatever it is, take one thing but be true to it, live it, apply it, and do not compromise it. Just do it. Because Sikhi is not a spectator sport. Mm -hmm. Guru Nanak doesn't really care. When I often tell the kids I teach in my uh, my class in school, Guru Nanak doesn't care if you got an A on, a on a test. Guru Nanak cares about what you learn in the class if you're applying that into your life. That's what Guru Nanak cares about. Mm -hmm. And everybody. I may have come off of a, a little disillusioned with anniversaries because, the th you know, in my lifetime, the 300th anniversary of the Khalsa was such a, you know, climactic uh, moment that things are going to be different from now on. Yeah. It was usurped by the government and there was really some damage done as a result. But I truly believe in the Chardikala attitude. Um, Sahib Mera Neet Nawa Sada Sada Datar. Guru Nanak's Bani saying that my master 
is has such a trait that any every day every anniversary is new it may be a new beginning a new opening and i think that's the attitude we have to go with i agree with Paul. pick any one thing pick lots of small things doesn't matter what you pick pick mm -hmm. engage uh, be 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 involved at uh, whatever level your capacity allows you to do i should be involved personally but whatever capacity i'm able to handle and, and do as well and uh, the 550th anniversary Guru Nanak's coming to the earth uh, Guru Nanak is well known but I think uh, his story is still a closed book mm -hmm. uh, there's much more of the world that needs to know him and his message and uh, that message the best way to propagate his message is for six to live that message and so it's a big responsibility on us and I think that's what we can do in this coming years of the anniversary. Perfect. So pick one learning and run with it. Um, my name is Imro Singh, and I'm here with Prithpal Singh and Indapit Singh. Uh, we're also on the board of um, board of director, member of board of director. And this podcast was brought to you by Sikh Research Institute. Vagarjika Khalsa. Ha, Vagarjiki Fateh.